You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. another episode of stadium miguel it's your favorite uncle silk it's dan and delatory are uh, we back at it man same corner same time some good news some bad news we had to, you know almost time for football season how y'all boys feeling y'all good yeah i think we're what eight weeks away eight saturdays away right. that's it 54 days how many saturdays days. that is Until it's good to be AR back, show. Record- back recording on monday night feel back with it right we had july 4th mm. last week uh i know it was a long time ago but you guys have a good july 4th yeah did you put a cannon out no no cannon did go no to a cannon. dj did go to a wow. pool party had myself a blast uh, uh, that, the cannon is time. the cannon is small enough that it, and it would have been would have been a hit yeah they could have been an accessory at the pool party that's that's the thing because that, everybody makes fun of cannons that doesn't have a cannon right so you right. guys say it's a small cannon all i know is that sucker will fire off you know a cannon that cannon is so object. small you could you could have smuggled it into the party yep sure could have <laughs> i don't know if they would have appreciated that but the vibes were elite on it's july 4th uh pool party fireworks can't complain nice Nice. Fireworks was a little over the top, man. It'd just be too many days of just popping, bro. Like, I, I get it at the day of, get your shit off, man. But like a week later, like two weeks later, they're still going off. It's just like a little bit too much, man. Um, boy, how was the fireworks show? It was nice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch the watcher from right here where I am downtown, Water Street. Um, beautiful. Uh, we we avoided the rain. The rain stayed north of where, where I am. So Major key. Um, beautiful 4th of July can, cannot complain last year it rained. And then all the fireworks were like delayed. There was some sort of technical malfunction. They're like 30, 45 minutes delayed. Uh, and then they tried to bring everybody back. So they ended up being like an hour and a half, two hours delayed. and like, got things to do, better things to do. So I'm not waiting around for the firecrackers like they Michael Jackson. I got to no, go no, two hours no, no, late. No, no, no. Yeah, I've seen yeah. I've seen my fair share of fireworks in the day. Nothing, <laughs> nothing new, you know. <laughs> Dan's firework uh, show was brought to you by Terry. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Terry, Terry, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse, by, by, Terry. By Terry and my 1776 cannon, you know. Yeah. What a, what a combo, Nick. How was your fourth, bro? Bro. Uh, the, the girlfriend was back home, just kicked it, hung out with some friends. See, I forget yeah. though the well, like real fireworks, man. <laughs> I forget Yo. though the like um <laughs> I, I forget like it's Monday, so like, it was a work day for me. So like I'm still like right. doing stuff. We're still writing stories. That's un-American. They made y'all it made y'all right on the fourth. I mean, I guess I could have written everything on the third, but like I I, I don't I don't plan well. Um, so I was working through it, but, uh, easy, easy week, easy weekend, nice weekend, uh, when she's in town, but, uh, not, not definitely no pool party, light work, no, no electronic disco like Dan. Mm. Nick, one of these days we got to have you come down silk you too, but, mm. but Nick, you've been throwing a lot of shade my way. Listen, <laughs> I'll have a good time. Know. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know if I can survive a bender, man. I do want to hit one of the, uh, the day joints, man. I haven't been to a day party in a long time. That's all we do. We do the day joints. Yeah, that's the only party is mm-hmm. to do is the day party. I mean, I, I party at, at 
work at the Kush house, but it's not mm. a party party. You know what I'm saying? No, I need to step out and do something in Tampa real soon. Mm. No, <clears throat> when you go down to Miami, uh, mm. and then and then we started at 11, migrate to space. That's mm. when the nah, night nah, party nah. night party turns into the day party. You get both. I am not sure that I am allowed in the 305 for a little while. Uh oh. No, you say <laughs> you say hey. as long as you all check in, check in with me, man. You good, man. You <laughs> check in with Silk. Check in with me, man. You find down there. That's my city. As long as, as long I have as life all, wallet, I'll be safe. As long as all your information is on life wallet, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a nice joke. Um, I'm gonna be down there for my birthday, most likely. You know, I'm going, I know I'm going down there to check out a show and, and I'm gonna be down there on vibing a little bit. Um here and there, but yeah, Miami's a great city, man. It's not—it's not really Twitter, you know. Like Twitter's a different place than the actual place, Miami. You're not—you're not allowed in 305 Twitter. Who? That's you, my Twitter too. Both, yeah, both, yeah. both of you, probably. Yeah, all, all of both, it's mine. Both of you. Yeah. I do what I want. I, I, feel, do, I feel like I'm fine. I'm—I'm I'm fine. You are. You safe, Twitter. man. You good, baby. Oh, man. Hey, guys, we are live streaming now on YouTube. We're going to probably do this for most episodes. A couple of uh, fun announcements. So we have Josh Braun uh, joining the show today. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, we also have an interview with Todd Golden that we will be doing on Wednesday that we're super excited about. Have a number of other interviews that we are working on nice. as well. So the content will continue and will flow. Uh, but do want to give a, a couple shout outs to some folks here uh, in the comments section, Nick, this one's directed to you. We were talking about a free show. Oh, yeah. uh, and our boy D was wondering, hey, how's that Ember sponsor coming along? Bro, I need, I need to talk to my guy, Ryan Todd, uh, who's the owner. Paid full price. Paid full price on Saturday. Uh, listen, Ryan, <laughs> no more free promo. <laughs> yeah, help the guy out. I don't know if this point. Uh, I want the white buffalo. Ziga holla at me, cause you know what I'm saying. I need the big, yeah. I need the big booth. Uh, Ellis booth. Shout out to Ellis, man. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Your friendship and all that. But I need that table, and I need you know what I'm saying. Permanent residency. Yeah, Nick and I were at that that the table. I believe it's the same one. Uh, when when I was up there for that Tennessee game, so we need to go back and put the uh, have some have some elite vibes again. Elite vibes again. Everybody in the comments, man, real quick. David, uh, shout out to David. Yeah. Hanging out. My man, DK, Dwayne, Fragrance Journey. All y'all retweet, share, like. Let everybody know we on Twitter hanging out a little bit. We're going to keep the live show rolling, man, uh, on a weekly basis, man, for y'all to catch us live if y'all got time. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, Josh Braun waiting for us, so let's get on with the show. As always, the title sponsor of Stadium and Gale is Allen Horn Insurance located in Jasper, Georgia. So if you are in Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, or Georgia, give him a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him at allenhorninsurance.com. Again, allenhorninsurance.com if you are looking for auto home renters, life, uh, business insurance, retirement planning, whatever the case may be, 706-692-2888 or visit him at Alan Horn. That's H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. And with that, we welcome the pride of Live Oak, Florida, Josh Braun onto the show today. Josh, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. It's it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. We appreciate the Gator Collective for helping make this uh, interview happen. 
Uh, Josh, I want to start this interview as I always do. Uh, you were obviously a highly touted recruit out of uh, out of Live Oak there. Uh, previously committed to uh, the University of Georgia as well. You make it flip uh, to the University of Florida. But tell us a little bit about how you ended up wearing the orange and blue. Um, so going through my recruiting process, uh, it was really mainly me and my dad. Um, and he had gone through it before with both my older brothers. And so he knew how these things worked, how it operated, what exactly we were looking for. Um, and so we narrowed it down to three areas that we wanted to focus on in recruiting. Um, the first one was academics, uh, what I wanted to study and uh, graduate programs and where to go on from there outside of football. Um, then it was just as it is with everyone, football, uh, development, playing, uh, what conference I'd play in, what uh, just who would I go against and practice every day. And then the third area was just where I wanted to live, um, where I wanted to live during college and after college, because uh, my oldest brother went to Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And while he was there, he was able to establish roots in Atlanta. And so he's been living there for seven years now after his graduation. And so we knew that this would all, no matter where I chose to go to college, it was most likely where I would be for a good portion of my life, whether it's four to five years or even longer. And so we initially, we toured all the Florida schools, slowly branched out. Um, I took one trip um, from, it went Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. And then I think to Miami. And then we did a West Coast swing because my father and I both grew up uh, USC fans. Uh, my grandfather sold newspapers in the Coliseum. And my the Braun family is originally from California. Oh, nice. And so it was always a dream of ours to go out there and see um, L.A. I don't, I don't get California vibes from y'all, man. Your dad seems like <laughs> an old school Southern guy that don't do a lot of nonsense, man. My vote's yeah, a lot uh, different than L.A. Yeah, it's uh, the Braun uh, family has really gone through a a change from LA to Florida, but brand makeover originally a little brand makeover. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely, <like> definitely <laughs> no more uh, no more California boys. If you had met my uncles, you would you could see the California in us. But gotcha. And so after that, we um, we didn't want to get it. We didn't want it to be too big. Um, now with hindsight being 2020 and NIL being what it was and what it is now, we probably would have gone about it a little differently, maybe uh, chased a star here or there. But um, I have no regrets on how I went about recruiting. It really allowed me to make the best decision possible. And so as we neared the summer of my junior year going into my senior year, we wanted to get we wanted to be done with recruiting by my senior season so that I could, I could enjoy the last fall of high school because I knew I was going to graduate early. Um, that was the plan since I was in middle school. Ever since my oldest brother graduated early, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so we narrowed it down to three schools going into that end of spring, early summer, uh, with it being South Carolina, Florida, and Georgia. Um, I, official, I took an official visit to Florida first, then South Carolina, and then Georgia. And then in between, there were two weeks, uh, they were spaced out two weeks apart. 
And in between my South Carolina and my Georgia visit, I got a call from South Carolina saying that they had taken their fifth lineman and that their class was full and so that they rescinded their scholarship offer. And in my head, I always knew that was a possibility, but I never truly believed it. Um, and so once that was happening, I understood that there was a clock on this and the clock was expiring quicker than I thought it was. And so after talking with uh, both of my parents, my now wife and both of my brothers at the time, given the information that I had and just with what was going on at the time, I am initially committed to the University of Georgia. Um, I thought I wanted a major in business. I wanted to be close to Atlanta. And uh, Sam Pittman, who's now the head coach at Arkansas, was the O-line coach, which is when he was your O-line coach. I mean, he's a head coach caliber coach. And right, so it's right. it's quite the sell. Um, and so after that, recruiting died down. I didn't talk to any other coaches. The only thing I did was I went to the Florida-Auburn game uh, with my wife because her sister had season tickets and I didn't want to go. She convinced me to go. And so we went and I absolutely loved it. And all throughout the game in the back of my head, I was thinking how awesome it would be to play at the swamp on this field with this crowd. And that's when the seeds of doubt started growing. Mm-hmm. But you heard, you I heard tried. that roar with the Michael P Ryan hit that, hit the yeah. edge and you heard that roar. Yeah. yeah, that was that was different. I I started to question my decision, but I wouldn't let myself go there. Uh, so I shoved it deep, deep down <laughs> and tried to ignore it until uh, Sam Pittman took the head coaching job at Arkansas. I was sitting in the movie theater with both of my parents and my wife watching Ford versus Ferrari. And uh, my dad hands me the phone as the previews are going on. And it's a tweet. I forget from who. Um, anyway, the tweet said Pittman going to Arkansas, leaving Georgia. And then he turned his phone off and we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And all throughout the movie, I was thinking what my next steps would be, how I would handle this. And so that night I called uh, Coach Smart at Georgia and decommitted. And then the next what day. What was that? Josh, sorry to interrupt. What was that conversation like? Was it, was he pretty understanding or, or did he try to convince yeah. you? Or, yeah. He tried to convince me, but ultimately he knew where I stood is that relationships were the number one decision maker in my process that I would not feel comfortable going to a place that at the time had no line coach. Um, and so he was very understanding. He wanted to try to, change my mind back and convince me to stay, um, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But uh, so after that conversation, the next day, uh, coach Hevesy called me and set up a home visit. So Sunday Pittman leaves Monday, coach Hevesy was in my living room meeting with my parents and myself. And then Tuesday I committed to Hevesy and Mullen in the university of Florida and then Friday, I was on campus practicing with the team. What was your relationship like with uh, with Kirby? What was and what was he like in the recruiting process? Um, I mean, our we we didn't have like a relationship per se. It was mainly he's the head coach of the school I wanted to go with. I don't. 
I never bought into the word friends. He cares what I'm doing day to day. I understood that he wants me to play for him and to win games for him. And so we didn't, when I visited, we had contact and we would meet and he would tell me all the great things I'll accomplish and all that yada, yada, yada. But there, it was very, it, most of it ran through Pittman. Right. Um, just cause I, I, I didn't care for all the hoopla and other recruits did. And so I didn't want them to spend resources on me that they could spend elsewhere. Um, yeah. So what was that like for you? You go from thinking you're going to, to one school and then a week later you're enrolled and on campus on a different school. I mean, what, what, that, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, obviously for, for the Gator faithful, they were, they're thrilled. Obviously they, they wanted you from the beginning. Um, you know, but, but definitely not something that, you know, until a bunch of dominoes fall, but, uh, you know, we see it from an outside perspective, but mentally, what's that like for you? By nature, I'm very indecisive. And so when I was in middle school, I can remember my mom telling me, she's like, if you can't even decide what cereal to buy in the grocery store, how are you going to choose what college you're going to? And so I always, I'd always worried that, I would always doubt where I went to school if I should have made a different decision. But as soon as I stepped on campus, I told myself that this is where God wants me to be. This is where I've decided to be. And this is where I am. So there's no point in wishing to be somewhere else, thinking about being somewhere else. Um, just my dad taught, taught me to be where my feet are. And my feet were in Gainesville. And so this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is where I want to be. How so did that, never, yeah. How did that work with, um, you said you got married. Congratulations. Is that recent? Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. It was June 18th. So. Not too yeah. so Coming up on a month. Yeah. yeah coming up on a month. Up on a month. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest part. <laughs> um, no, that's the easiest did, part. To be honest. How did that? How did that work? It should be. The first wise. month should be a. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nate. The first few months should be a breeze, Josh. If it's not a breeze <laughs> yeah. right now, you got problems. Guys. Don't take my advice, right? <laughs> don't take. Don't take. Don't take the advice at all. <laughs> no, it's I'm been. Sorry. Go ahead, Nate. It's been very great. So how far. um uh, you guys were dating in high school? So how did that work out? I'm assuming, you know, that's a big a big tall task of like, okay, well, we're dating in high school. We love each other. Where are we going? Are you going to go to Georgia if I go there? And then in a week, it's like, okay, well, we had plans for Georgia. Coach left, and now we're going to a rival in, in a different place. Mm -hmm. How did that uh, – work? it's closer to home for her. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we met the first day of freshman year of high school in science class. And uh, – Yeah. <laughs> I think I uh, slid in her DMs, um, but she followed me first. And so anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a big debate between us of who started who threw, it. Who threw the first shot? I like it. Yeah. I like it. But um, so we dated throughout high school. I was in her quinceanera, um, which is a, a huge 15th birthday party in the Hispanic community. And uh, I was one of her chambalans, which is an attendant. Um, type thing. And so it always loomed over us where I would go to college because for about a week or two, it looked like I wanted to live in LA. I had just watched uh, La La Land, the musical with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. And so I was very high on LA. And 
if I went to California, we wouldn't be able to stay together because that's too far and long distance. Um, so it did it definitely loom over us while I was being recruited and when I was making my decision. When I was going to go to Georgia, we said we would try to make it work. She looked at some colleges in Georgia, but we both didn't really feel like it was going to work out. And then when the opportunity came to go to Florida, um, I felt like God was telling me to go to Florida. And part of that reason is because I feel like he wanted me and her to be together and to get married and for us to be together for life. And so that's why she took you to the Auburn game. Yeah, exactly. She grew up a Florida fan. Her dream was smart woman there, bro. Got you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. She's incredibly smart. <laughs> Real quick, man. You played tennis, uh, watch musicals. How do you mm-hmm. click into uh mall people in the trenches mode when it's time to play football? <laughs> um that's a good question. <laughs> there are definitely two sides to to who I am. Uh the musicals and tennis is definitely one side, but it's just being around my teammates, being around the guys, stepping on the field, uh, putting the cleats on, putting the knee braces on, putting the shoulder pads and the helmet on. Once you strap it up, it's time to go. And there's no uh, there's no room for musicals or playing tennis on the football field. It's 100% locked in. And just once you – like right now, um, I mean, I'm sitting in my chair in like my study, but I don't uh, – I'm not in a football mood. But once – once it starts getting closer to camp, the the switch will turn. Uh, once we just step on that field and go to that first intro meeting, it it all clicks. And do you have a do you have a mode of like how do you operate on social media and all that when it gets closer to season as well? Or what's your mindset for that? Um, I do, sort of. I'm not I'm not on social media that much to begin with, so. Uh, like and posting and and tweeting and all that, um, but I'll scroll through Instagram. Uh, last camp, I deleted Instagram and I didn't have Twitter at the time. I think, or maybe I did, but I didn't use it. But I just try not to read what anyone else is saying because it can mess with your head and it has messed with mine before. But uh, the main part is the the people sending you messages is what I try to stay away from. I can remember uh, we were on the bus going to the Georgia game. Like we had left the hotel on the bridge overlooking the St. John's going to the field. And uh, a fan DM'd me and he said, uh, last week you your run, you, your run grade was like a 15 or something <laughs> by PFF or whoever grades. I don't even know, yeah, which yeah, didn't yeah. make sense to me because I graded out on paper like Hevesy graded me out and I got a necklace or a dog tag and so I showed uh Michael Tarquin and I was like look at this and we both had a chuckle but if you're not careful it can definitely mess with your mind and so I try to stay away from uh at least the dms and the the fan pages who post about stats and all that right um, Josh, I know you're still getting used to it. Obviously, you had a year with John Hevesy, and now you're mm-hmm. working with uh, with Coach Sale and Coach Stapleton. What are what are some of the differences uh, in in maybe some of their techniques? And, and obviously, I know that there's not a full picture you can paint just yet. But but what are some of the differences? Yeah, um, their their philosophies are very different. Um, there are many ways to skin a cat, especially at the offensive line. At the end of the day, you just have to block the person and 
the running back has to score a touchdown. And so how you do that can differ. Um, where they're very um, opposite in personality and in uh, coaching styles, but there are, there are positives and negatives to both. Um, I feel like we as an offensive line, as a unit, have transitioned very smoothly into Sales' offense and his style of play. And from what I can tell, we all have bought in 100% and are falling in love with how he does things. The practices are much more fast-paced because we have two offensive line coaches and two assistants and an intern. And so just with that many people, that support structure, meetings can go a lot quicker, practice goes a lot quicker, individual goes a lot quicker. Just you get a lot more work done and you can progress at the finer things that you need to focus on uh, so much easier since there's so many people. You said you were big um, in recruiting on on relationships. Um, I got to know Richard Garage a little bit, and, and he was really big on on that same thing and wanted to know who his coach was. Mm-hmm. What did it do for you when when Dan was fired, and and or even before that, when 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 Coach Hevesy was fired, and what was your where was your mental state um, in the off season? You know, leading up to Billy being hired and and Coach Sale coming over, and just I guess that uncertainty, that period of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely stressful. Um, during the season, uh, me and Azuzana, my wife, now girlfriend, or used to be girlfriend, now wife, we didn't get to eat out a lot, like have a dinner, sh- share a meal. And so after the South Carolina game, I was feeling really down. Everyone was sick. Uh, we had the flu. It was a night game in South Carolina, so we didn't get back to like 2 a.m. So that Sunday, we were like, let's do something fun. Let's go out to eat at Yamato's, uh, which is a hibachi place in Gainesville. And so we sat down, we put our order in, and I get a phone call from Coach Havasey. And he told me that he had been fired. Uh, we, we spoke briefly, um, and then we hung up. And two weeks later, after the Missouri game, I was feeling down. We decided to go out to eat after church uh, at Sonny's and then we put our order in. We sat down and I got a text or I got a Teamworks message, which is our the messaging app we use as a team that we had a team meeting in an hour. And uh, at that point in time, that could only mean one thing. And uh, so I went in. uh, The athletic director told us that he was going in a different direction. Coach Mullen spoke to us for a little bit. And then he left. And so after that, we were both a little hesitant to go out to eat because we didn't know if someone was going to get fired. All right. We're going to Publix. We're going to Publix (laughs) and we are cooking at home. Yeah. Uh, We need an NIL deal with some some, (laughs) some meals to be sent to the house. There are no more eating out in the Braun household. So it was that it was just like a little superstition, but it it definitely made us second guess if we were going to go out to eat that night. But it was just. It was stressful for all of us. I mean, a lot of guys didn't know what their next steps would be, if they should go to the league this year or last year, or if they should go somewhere else, what was going to happen with who they were going to hire. If It was just a lot of uncertainty, and we each dealt with it in our own ways. Um, part of my problem was I kind of uh, – <laughs> after Hevesy got fired, we um, there wasn't someone moder- monitoring our meals – and then once Coach Mullen got fired, there really wasn't anyone monitoring our meals. 
And so once we came back uh, at the start of January, we had to refocus and lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> were, you, were you eating a Jamaican what? bacon? <laughs> well, the uh, the old um, the old DFO used to make like, he would make the best milkshakes when we were on the road, and so uh, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't need any more explanation. But now, what now? What's a little bit of weight to to to, um, to somebody like uh, like the three of us at five foot ten? Uh, Corey weighs like 112 pounds now, soaking wet. But Dan and I, uh, All right, man, be you know, we, we might need to lose 10 pounds, but but for someone of your size, uh, mm-hmm. what's a little bit of weight for someone who's you know listed at 6'6, 350? Yeah, so that uh, the weights on those things are never accurate. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that last year I played around 355, 353, maybe. But uh, towards the end of the season, definitely the upper 50s. And uh, so I've dropped about 20 pounds. I was 338 last Friday. And then, yeah. So are, you, are, you, are you one of those gym rat guys? Are you one of those guys that just love the gym being there? Work out. I've seen some of your videos. And, man, are you, are you doing some serious weight? Um, what, what's your, what are you, what's your per, uh, work ethic like? Um, I mean – I wouldn't necessarily call myself a gym rat, but that doesn't mean when I'm in the gym, I'm not working hard. Right. Um, when it's time to work out, I attack the weight and I will do extra, but like on a, I don't do it to the extreme. Right. Like some guys you have to kick out of the weight room. I like to do, uh, I like to do yoga. I like to work on my flexibility. Oh, man, you're in my bag now. Let's go, yeah. bro. And yeah. so the time that when guys spend three extra hours working their biceps or their shoulders or this, I try to focus more on flexibility and my mobility and ankles and hips and shoulders and uh, my back especially. In case you got to go back out there and play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No vibes. Yeah, tell us more about tennis, man. You were you were a, a state quarterfinalist, is that right? Yes, yes, I uh, was a state quarterfinalist in doubles. I was the two seed my ju- my junior year. Um, in tennis, there are five seeds. Yeah, there are five seeds. Five seeds play, and then there are uh, one doubles and two doubles. And so, my sophomore year, um, around Christmas time. Uh, after football season, I the I had two uh, workout periods, and so the second workout period, since we were out of season and we had a little break, I went to the gym and we played ping pong, and so I got really good at ping pong. And the PE coach happened to be the tennis coach, and she told me to come out for tennis tryouts and see if I like it. And so that first week, I just absolutely fell in love with the game. And uh, I think I was the seventh seed on my team. I got to practice, but I didn't really play in matches that much uh, because I'd never played tennis before in my life. So I just got a a good understanding, good feel for the game, set a foundation so that over the summer, uh, me and the number one seed, uh, Seth Land, we played tennis about four or five times a week. And I got really, I uh, progressed a lot over that time so that, the following season, I was able to be the two seed, uh, was the number one nice. doubles, 
uh, I won the the playoff match for our district championship that gave us the win. And then I went to state for doubles and made it to the quarterfinals. Well, who was your biggest opponent? Uh, like biggest size wise or yeah, like, size wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there, mm, there might've been like a five, 10, <laughs> 170 pound kid, but right. other than that, no. That's nuts, man. Um, what uh, I want to go back to football real quick. I think we have a kind of a general idea, but you mentioned having two coaches. You mentioned efficiency. Uh, you mentioned being able to work through drills a little bit quicker. Um, they're splitting duties based on guard, center, and tackle, or are they based on on drill? Or talk to us a little bit about how that's uh, all broken down. Uh, both. We split it down. Um, we some drills we'll do inside three, and tackles will be separate. Some will do right and left. Some will do center separate guards and tackles. And uh, both coaches alternate. Sometimes we'll be with Stapes. Sometimes we'll be with Sale and vice versa. Cool. That was something I noticed um, from, like, the open portions that we got. Um, I, I thought, like, okay, they'll split it up and Sale will be the inside guy and, and Stape will be the outside guy that walks in. Like, I think it's just, like, left and right, just split. Mm-hmm. Um but that was something interesting. I mean, you've got – it's like being at a community college from, like, the student-to-teacher ratio. There's, like, with the, with the yeah. interns, the coaches you have. Um, how, how has that fast-pacedness – and obviously uh, not in, in the film room, but in practice. How has that um, changed your guys' physique and your stamina? And, I mean, they do you guys dirty. Because, like, when you're doing, like, warm-ups – and then you have to go two individuals. Like you guys are nowhere yeah. near your individual station. They make the offensive line oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire <laughs> length of the field to go from like warming up or when you guys are doing like seven on seven, 11 on 11, like to start and then to go to individuals. I'm like the, the DB should be running like that. Not, not the big guys. Yeah. Me and Osiris will joke about that. Cause uh, at the start of spring, we would alternate who would go with ones and twos. And so every other day, one of us would have to go, with the twos during team tempo, which is five straight run plays as fast as you can straight to individual where we would start it and run the drills nonstop. And then we would start with the ones. So we'd go with the twos for tempo and then the ones for team run. And you would not get a break for that 20 minute period. And so we would joke cause it was awful. It was horrendous, but we made it through and it definitely, uh, we're definitely in better football shape. Uh, just mentally, we're all able to focus on the individual things easier. We don't lose focus as much as we did uh, when there was more standing around time because there was only one coach. But uh, uh, speaking for myself, I love it. I love the fast paced, um, mm-hmm. the fast pace of practice. We get a lot more done in what feels like a shorter amount of time, even though it's a longer amount of time. But. Um, David, David got a good question in on one of the uh, one of the fans. Uh, he wants to know um, what influence does your dad West Point military had on like your upbringing and and, and mm. uh, your success so far, and, and also your brothers as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. Ah, well, now David, job, David knew all your business, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so David's know everything. He know why you Shout took the to Georgia David. visit, man. Yeah. He, he got you down, bro. Yeah, so, um, oh, yeah. Actually, he mentioned something that I forgot about. Um, so, the uh, 
Coach Smart actually did try to set something up, like some camp up for my sister-in-law, Anna Marie, who was a volleyball coach at the time, um, at Oglethorpe. Yeah. And so that was part of his recruiting pitch was uh, he tried to swing her because her husband and my brother went to Georgia Tech. And Mm. so they were all against it. And so he tried to get an angle on her through volleyball. And it was just, it was funny that, thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. Um, Recruiting encyclopedia. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so yeah, both of my parents went to West Point. My dad played left tackle, I believe, maybe right tackle. My dad played offensive line at West Point, and my mom. <laughs> my mom played basketball. Um, now, when I say that, people get this mental image of army family, very strict, very right. regimented. Um, but that's not how it was. They were strict, but they weren't. They weren't how you imagined them to be. They, Are you uh, the youngest, though? I am the youngest. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then. Yeah, so it yeah. may be different. It no, may be different. Down, than yeah. than uh, the baby, the baby's getting treated a little different. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, they were. There were some things that were non-negotiables and that had to be done a certain way. But um, we didn't. Uh, it wasn't how people imagined, like the stereotypical army family. Right. It was not like that at all. But uh, my dad coached both of my brothers and me in high school. Um, they were a great support structure and just really enabled us to be who we wanted to be and guide us in that process. Um, and then both of my brothers definitely influenced me through football. My oldest brother went to Georgia Tech to be an engineer and he showed me the value of education and what mm-hmm. it can do for you post football. And then my middle brother also went to Georgia Tech um, but he went to play in the triple option and he showed me how to uh, just work hard at something that is not easy and how to get what you want out of it. And uh, I'm very appreciative to both of them because they both taught me different things that I needed to learn. And I'm very blessed and very fortunate to have learned them before I stepped foot onto a college campus and had to compete for a starting job. What are, what are you majoring in? Uh, so when I got to UF, I declared engineering. Uh, spent about a year and a half, maybe, yeah, a year and a half in engineering before flipping to classical studies, hmm. um, which is Greek and Roman history and Greek and Latin language. It's mm. a lot less math. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I numerals for sure, though. I did. uh, So while I was in engineering, I did all the maths I could, did both physics. Um, Yeah, it was not the smartest move I've done. But I uh, if I had declared classical when I got here, I could have graduated like a year ago, maybe. Anyway, still a two time (laughs) academic honor roll. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. National merit semifinalist in high school. Congratulations. Yeah, that that they have that wrong on there. I'm a finalist, but oh, not a because big of my uh, <laughs> well, my brother was also a finalist. So this is a it's a point of it's contention. family tradition. Oh, yeah. Man. Between me and him, it's a point of contention. So I just want to. The only reason I'm not a scholar is because my football scholarship won't allow me. So. 
Right, right, right. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but so no, you've you've got one no, up on no, him. No, you, correct. The fans, the fans correct need to know that type record. of stuff too. Yeah, fan, yeah the fans yeah, need to know correct. that. Like, Dave knew, but everybody else needed to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Dave, Dave knew everything. He got the transcripts. Speaking speaking of Dave, um, he's asking, uh, when was your last trip to Dixie Grill? Um, actually, like two weeks ago. It's yeah. one of the few. I think it's the only restaurant in Live Oak that's open on Sundays, and so. Mm. Uh, We'll go with my parents after church if we go to church with them that weekend. Listen, I know the Busy Bee is open 24-7. <laughs> that is, yeah. I'm not a Busy Bee guy. I'm a... How? That's how I know <laughs> I'm in Live Oak. I'm, I'm, driving, I'm driving through and I see the sign. I'm like, oh, I'm in Live Oak now. I'm a Wawa man through and through. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, there's no argument uh, yeah. there at all. Yeah, right. No argument there at all. I got a football question. Uh, from a mindset standpoint, uh, you guys played a totally different style of offense with Dan Mullen, and going to Billy Napier's offense was uh, run first, and, and our run game wasn't as that solid. Uh, what, what, how do you guys getting better in that aspect of the game? Um, just our our f- a fuller understanding of the offense as a whole. Um, the coaches constantly preach that we should know what every position is doing on every play. And so given the more knowledge that we possess, the better we understand our jobs inside of the offense. And that frees us up to actually physically do the block when we're not mentally hung up on it. Right. And once you start understanding what the goal of the offense is and how we're going to accomplish that goal play by play, the belief and the buy-in automatically increases because you understand the thing better so you can believe in it more there's no doubts in the back of your mind you understand the game plan and so um people keep telling me that the offense are entirely different but uh i mean we still yeah it's definitely gonna be different yeah we finessed. Yeah. We threw the ball around around a lot with uh with Dan the last couple of years, and I don't think we're gonna be pitching it around the yard as much as we did. Yeah, um, we uh, yeah. the reason I say that is because in meetings we would always say we're gonna run first, but then it, it just wouldn't translate on the field. Right. So, I'd, but yeah, I mean, traditionally just, uh, that's what Dan Mullen offense did. Not to go back there, but traditionally mm-hmm. his offense mm-hmm. did run through the, the play action, run first, Tebow, mm-hmm. you know, like the boxes, numbers in the box, but. That's not what we saw, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to the season. Definitely just I want to see how we do as a unit. I want to see how we do as an offense, and I want to see how we do as a team. Uh, right. It's very exciting. I mean, we're getting close. We're, what is it, 20, 23 eight, days man. from camp? You got eight, eight Saturdays, man. Mm. You, you, y'all about to get, on are we giving Utah this work, man? Oh, yeah. How's the off-field? How's the camaraderie this summer? How are the guys getting along off the field? Uh, we're definitely a lot closer than we were last year, I'd say. Um, Coach Napier does this thing uh, called Know Your Teammate. He gave everyone a sheet with everyone's hometown and their names, and uh, he makes us memorize it, and then he'll test us uh, as a whole. Uh, and it turns into a bit of a game. Um, and once you once you have to ask the your teammate where he's from, that's just an icebreaker to a conversation. And so we definitely know a lot more people on the team. Um, like I'm closer with the DBs this year than I was last year because Rashad Torrance is my, uh, my uh, off season team leader, him and Michael Tarquin. And so just 
how they've structured everything. We all interact more, um, and it's just better. All right, pop quiz then. Uh, Jordan Young, hometown. Uh, that why would you do that? <laughs> I haven't looked at it in a while. I think uh, said, he's Tampa, Tampa, right? Is he Tampa? Tampa? It's DB. Definitely it's Tampa. DB. It's Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tampa. yeah. <laughs> Good job. That's Nash. Man. That's Nick. That's yeah. negative Nick, that's, man. He's got to bring a negative moment. He's got to bring a negative moment. I was going to go with Kingsley because I had a question about Kingsley, but then he says he's close with the DB, so I switched to a DB. I'm on the roster page. Young is the last is the last name. It was easy to scroll to the bottom. Yeah. No, me – we talk. I decide the hometowns I mean, yeah, are hard for me. Yeah, you can ignore because everyone. Town. Everyone says a different hometown than what's on the sheet. So, for sure. uh, like for me, they have Live Oak as my hometown. But if one of my teammates asks me where I'm from, I say Suwannee County, just because that's what I say. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, it all gets confusing really quick. But we have the conversations, and me. I mean, me and JY talk. I talk to him every day when I pass his locker. So. Um, I had a question about um, Kingsley because um, mm-hmm. I, I I think the world of him, but we don't really like talk. We probably don't write enough about offensive linemen in general. That's because um, I can't pronounce uh, his enough. last name. <laughs> I got nope. it. Nope. Damn. How do you say Damn, I was confident too, Josh. Egwakin? I'm academically ineligible from lots of things, Josh. I definitely was not going to be an engineering major. Uh, <laughs> That's why we switched to journalism. Um, I mean, I just been calling him Kingsley, and yeah, I just like, do this. I just, it's, I just, it's, all right, whatever. Uh, we, he's like Madonna. We, he's one name. He got, he's got, the, uh, I said it, said it one more time. One more time, guys. Aguacan. Aguacan. Yeah, just it's how it's spelled. When I first saw him, I had to ask him how to pronounce his last name, and he made mm-hmm. me guess. And uh, – I, this is the worst I've ever pronounced a name ever. <laughs> I thought it was a guacoon. That's what I thought. So, yeah. yeah. That last part sounds nuts, though. <laughs> I was just going to say, careful. Uh, um, Go ahead, Nick. What, um, what, what makes him a great center? Because there's a lot of responsibilities um, that, that, I mean, on, on every position of the offensive line, but then when you're – in charge of protections and, and, and things like that and checks. What makes him a great center? Um, and, and what is he like off the field as well? Um, so first off, what makes him a good center is that he fully understands the whole offense, what every offensive lineman is doing, what they need to do with the IDs. Uh, if one of the young guys doesn't know what to do, he can explain it to them in detail. But what makes him a great center and what I think is going to be one of the best centers in college football this upcoming season is his mentality. Um, he attacks every drill, every lift, every practice with 100% effort and dedication. Um, for instance, today, I, I still struggle learning my lesson uh, lifting with Kingsley. Uh, it started last year when me and him started li- being in the same lift group for the first time. He'll just make crazy jumps. Uh, I'm talking like 90-pound jumps when he's already mm. at a heavy weight. And so I, originally I told him, slow down. You're good. Just take it step by step. Um, but then after seeing that over and over again, I understood that he fully understood what he's capable of. And he's not going to let any doubt sway him from what he thinks he can do. Uh, a good example of that was today we were – doing heavy singles on bench um, close to a max. And 
he hit 405 very easily. And we were all like, he asked us what he should do, if he should go 455 or 495. And we all said 455. And he said, you know what? No, put a plate on. He put five plates on and uh, he got it. I mean, it was was quite impressive. But uh, that's just shit. At that point, put the two and a half on. Give me a nice round five hundred. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe next week we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's been he's been an impressive guy because and there's been a couple centers at Florida that I guess to the fans, people that are in the locker room that uh, have kind of just like snuck up on us. Like, I remember like when T.J. McCoy got a chance. Um, mm-hmm. He came out of nowhere and he was a great center. And I think Kingsley kind of caught us off guard um, when he started, but he's been really impressive um, as as long as we've been able to see him. Yeah, that's he's been preparing for his moment uh, ever since I met him bowl season of his freshman year. He's been waiting and he's been working and it's his time and he's taking full advantage of it. What's the addition of uh, Osiris Torrance been like to you all? Uh, it's been great. Um, uh, he's a, a three-year veteran, has a lot of starts under his belt. He's played in some big games. Um, he has a lot of experience in the offense. He has a lot of experience with the coaches. Uh, he knows the program. So if, uh, for example, this summer we had something called the Ravens test, which is their conditioning, uh, test that they do for their athletes and they coach hockey made us do it. And so the first day we were going in to do it everyone went to Saibo and was like hey what's this like how are we supposed to do this and so just his experience in the program with the coaches has been very beneficial and then just his play style on the field um how he plays it's improved my game uh, i believe it's improved ethan's just his his feet and his hands uh they're so quick and they're so strong and they're so powerful that it's been a benefit to us two to see him play. Uh, and I'd like to think we also had the same effect on him. And so going into this season with that three guard rotation, we should be solid. That's great, man. Uh, Nick Silk, any more questions before we let uh, Josh, who's been very gracious with his time today? No, no, Josh, man. I appreciate your time, man. Great conversation, man. Good luck this season. Stay healthy. I want to see you mm-hmm. awesome stuff, man. No, excited, you. man. No, no <laughs> plans on joining, uh, Tarquin and Ethan with uh, their their rock band hair. My hair doesn't grow like that. If okay. I could, man, if I could grow long hair. he's married and stuff, man. He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, moving around here. Like, if I could grow long hair, I would have grown long hair a while ago. Uh, my middle brother is he had long hair for a couple of years, and I was always jealous. But my <laughs> hair just it curls in, and it it just doesn't look good. Was it a fro? Right? Yeah, it froze. And it's it froze. Just... <laughs> Josh, like, it's not a good look. It's all right, Josh. It's not a good look. When you, when you turn 30 like yeah. us, it starts going gray and it starts leaving. You start, so take, you start take, losing it, yeah. Take what you got now, Josh. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all wearing hats for a reason, my friend. Well, Josh, we appreciate uh, your time today. Uh, I know that you said you're not big on social media, but let everybody know where they can follow you on social media, and certainly everybody will be rooting for you. Yeah, let me uh... – and stay out of his DMs. I don't even know what it is. He's like, let me find out. I don't know. Man. What yeah, well, my Twitter is uh, at LOSO72. And then my Instagram is L.OSO72. And that, okay, so LOSO is yeah. Spanish for the bear, uh, which is what my mother-in-law would call me when I was dating my wife. 
Yeah, yeah. Pet names, man. I'm glad you said the mother-in-law because I thought that was somebody like, I'm like, bro, it's a Spanish, it's a Spanish pet name. <laughs> no, nah, I got yeah. Now here's one. So I grew up with a uh, my grandma on my dad's side. My grandma was born in Cuba. Um, they can cook. Now that mm-hmm. you're you're on this, you guys are like weighing in every week. Uh, nutrition, like when you go when you go to the 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 mother-in-law's house, uh, the the in-laws. You have to watch what you eat, and, and what's the favorite dish when you're at your in-laws' place? Mm. Um, yes, I have to watch what I eat, uh, but my mother-in-law doesn't believe me uh, when I say I'm trying to lose weight. So we walked in, and she immediately went to my wife, and she's like, "He looks so skinny. Are you not feeding him? What's wrong with you? What, what is going on?" Um, and so we had to explain to her that I have to lose weight because. I'm too big. And so I need to be smaller. And she's like, why big's good for football. So she doesn't quite understand, mm-hmm. but uh, my favorite meal is called a Milanesa. Mm. And it's like a, uh, it's a thin steak that's been fried and you mm. eat it with a tortilla and lime and it's fantastic. Mm. Never heard that. Sounds funny. That is, that is very uh, Spanish mom though. To, mm-hmm. to blame her daughter that she's not feeding her husband <laughs> enough. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's, that's it's great. I'm I'm fatten him up. It's uh, it's just been a great experience getting involved in their culture and their family. Yeah. So I've been loving it. That's really cool. That's great, Joshua. We appreciate your time, my friend. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, and certainly best of luck next season. Oh, thank y'all. Thank you for having me on. Y'all have a nice night. You too. Right, we'll talk to you soon, appreciate brother. It. Bye. All right, boys. Mm, boy. Josh Braun. Ooh, I need some Cuban food tonight. Great conversation, man. Great conversation. Thanks, everybody, for the questions in the chat. Sorry we couldn't get to all of them. Uh, certainly, we um, will do our best uh, in the future. So let's get us a Gramco ad read. And we got a lot of news to talk about. Be sure to visit thegramco.com. Use coupon code SG25 for 25% off gummies, uh, wake and bake coffee. Uh, pre-roll sativa all cbd products um all of their products they take care of it from seed from growth all the way to packaging um no outsiders so you know exactly where your source is coming from when it comes to uh cbd or tac um, which is delta 8 everything is federally legal uh, shipped to your mailbox um everything discreet packaged and and they have three different flavors with, with the gummies uh blue raspberry fruit punch and watermelon that's my go-to, my go-to product with Gramco. I love the uh, the gummies and also the hard candy. Um, again, the coupon code is SG25 for 25% off of all of their products. Perfect. Well, last it. time that we chatted, uh, the Gators grabbed a commitment from TJ Searcy, the defensive lineman. Uh, not to be outdone, the Gators grabbed three more commits uh, over the uh, the past week, All uh, two of them on Friday and then one of them on Saturday. Uh, the Gators first start off on Friday afternoon, uh, grabbing the commitment of Marcus Stokes, uh, nicknamed the Joker from Nice High School, Tim Tebow's. Uh, playing alma mater as well. Uh, ran, uh, six foot one and a half, 190 pounds, uh, four star quarterback. Uh, to fill in the gap, obviously, the Gators were looking for a quarterback in this class. Uh, flip Marcus Stokes from Penn State, uh, shove uh, James Franklin into a locker to grab him. Uh, mm. But uh, what are y'all's thoughts on the addition of Marcus Stokes? 
Uh, good, good get, man. Um, way to rebound back. It wasn't a whole lot of uh, public offers going out from these guys, so they kept that kind of discreet. They moved in silence, you know, like the G and lasagna. Um, but I thought it was good to be able to be able, yeah, shout out to Weezy to be able to snatch one from Franklin. Those guys are legit recruiters. Um, he's a home, he's a you know local kid. We should be able to do that. Um, but it was a good bounce back. You you lose out on Rashada. You still got to get a quarterback this class, and I'm, I'm not mad at that take. He, he played well at the uh, at Florida camps. Um, mm-hmm. He also played well at Elite Eleven. Uh, not not a high end blue chip kid that that I wanted this cycle. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, after dropping or or not bringing in Nick Evers. Um, but you got to secure a guy this class, man. And I do think we need um, another quarterback if, if if Stokes is our guy, to be honest with you. You think yeah, two in the class? I don't know about the class because I don't like this quarterback class altogether. But I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. flirting around in the portal a little bit. If, mm-hmm. if AR has a hot year and he's got to get out of here, um, I don't know if I feel comfortable going into the offseason what we have now. Even if Stokes is coming in, he's not going to compete yeah. right away. I mean, best case scenario is like AR has – a great year and decides to come back. That's 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 how that, that, that that's hard <laughs> that's to believe. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> what kind? I don't know if I see that NIL, happening. Man. What kind of yeah. nil bag yeah. could you have? Yeah, there's no yeah, nil yeah. bag to turn down real real deal deals, man. Uh, if he has a crazy year, he's out of here. He's got to be. And if a good year, what we think for him is like him jumping over people and going like stupid. Um, highlight real, staying healthy, do what he got. If he stay healthy, he, I think he's going. That's my take. Yeah. Um, what do you got? What do you think about the um the, the get, Nick? Um, I, well, for, I'll start. I guess I'll start with Cersei. I think that's a great get. Um, uh, Cersei or Cersei? Cersei, I think. Cersei, uh, I think yeah. that's. I think, I think that's. A, I think that's a great get. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, think that happened Stoke, live on the show last week. We were not <laughs> yeah. expecting that one. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. I really like Trayon Webb. Like, I think you need two court. You need two running backs in this class. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm jumping on all of them. Yeah. Um, we just actually about the quarterback, think, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just actually think, about the quarterback, man. Sorry, I think so. I think it's okay. Talk about everybody it, but the quarterback. I think it's a, it's. I think it's a fine take. You needed a quarterback. Um, the elite quarterbacks were off the board. I mean, Alabama's got two elite quarterbacks in their class. Um, mm-hmm. you needed a quarterback. It's a kid. You keep him in state. I think it's important to for Billy Napier to hammer down those inroads with Jacksonville, Tampa, Broward County, Day County, uh, Orlando. Like you need to start getting the kids that you want from in state. Um, so I think that's a good inroads. Um, I, 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 I think it's a fine take. I'm not. Yeah. I think that that's all you can really say. Right. I mean, I think that he's fine. Um, he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in high school, right? Maybe the top, you know, 20, 25 quarterback. Is he a guy that's going to really move the needle? I'm not sure. Um, he's a little bit more athletic than I thought. You know, I'll be honest with you. He had committed to Penn State quite a bit ago. Um, didn't really know. I know that he was still, you know, saying somewhat connected to UF and, and obviously saw his name around the Elite 11 uh, stuff. But he is a little bit more mobile and athletic than I thought. Um, you know, sneaky quick, right? Jim uh, Rat type of guy. But uh, First in, you know, last out. Yeah, first go, you know, real coaches kid right so um <laughs> definitely think you know you, you needed to get a quarterback 
you you need to see some of the dominoes fall. I think it's going to attract some of the other wide receivers that were waiting on seeing what Florida was going to do. I think that he's good enough and serviceable enough for you know some of the names that Florida's going after at wide receiver, and we'll talk about one of them here in a second, to say, hey, this is a guy that I can see myself playing with. If Florida did not get that or had to settle for you know somebody that was you know a bit lower rated or, or maybe they didn't know, I think that you could have had some fishy things happen uh, in recruiting, but I think that he's a big enough name, a good enough name, and I think that he's talented. I certainly think that he's talented than maybe some of the other uh, quarterbacks that Florida is going to have on their roster going into next year. Um, I've said this before, and I said it again. I think that Florida, especially if Anthony Richardson has a, a good season, is going to have to go out and, and grab another uh, name uh, because I don't know if if Jack Miller and Kitna and Brown uh, are the guys that you want you know, running out leading that team next year. Yeah, no yeah, we had we had a, a a thread on on Gators Online. It was like, what do you what happens to the season if AR goes down? And I'm like, pray. Yeah, a lot of great TV on Netflix. A lot of great shows to watch. <laughs> Go, um, they they the, the yeah. farmers market that Silk was going to last last Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Saturday in the fall. No, I'm not going to the farmers market if my coach is really bought in, man. When we <laughs> drive and watch my Gators, you know what I'm saying, play football. If I know the coach is serious, I knew if, AR, if AR gets hurt, if AR gets the, hurt, you're I'm going not to going to the green market. market. No, I'm watching my team, man. I, I watched the four and eight season because Muschamp was really trying to win. You know, yeah. like it was it was <laughs> terrible watch. It was painful, but I watched every game. Because I knew he wanted to win the games. I, Dan Mullen was wasn't bought in. He was throwing the games right. last year. Um, yeah, we need we need some a quarterback out of the portal, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, this the season's uh, obviously dependent on all AR's health and and his like his success, his maturation. Um, mm-hmm. Our whole season is not just on his back. I don't, it's not no. that type of pressure. But um, for us to have a really good season, it's going to be a guy like him to elevate everybody else's play. Yeah, no, and I think the Florida's running back room will allow them to alleviate some of that pressure and stress that you would have otherwise had to have if you didn't have the the skill set that I think that Florida has in that running back room. And I think the offensive line is going to really help. I think that, you know, talking to Josh Braun, but also knowing the caliber of players that they have, that's, you know, a really solid group that I think is going to help alleviate some of that that pressure that may have been on, you know, Emory Jones last year and, you know, certainly quarterbacks in the past that didn't have those. All right, let's talk about the yeah, Bradley recruiting. I'm pretty high up on the uh, on the offensive line too, Dan. Um, yeah, probably our best. I, I think I think they're really good uh, after the running backs. I think yeah. Um, better than running backs. Speaking of running back, let's talk. Uh, Gators also grab right after uh, Marcus Stokes commits. Uh, Trayon Webb, who uh, if you looked at the crystal ball predictions, had been trending towards Penn State. Uh, Trayon Webb is the nephew of former Florida Gators defensive back D Webb, uh, six foot one, 205 pounds, four star guy out of Trinity Christian, also in Jacksonville. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I think a lot of them had uh, Tran Webb penciled into this class for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly there were some crystal balls that may have been some uh, some pump fakes uh, out there to, to confuse oh. some folks, but uh, ultimately the Gators do grab one of what I would imagine are going to be two quarterbacks this uh, this cycle. Or, uh, yeah. This cycle. yeah, I think they need two running backs. Um, we have Trayon Webb as the number six running back in the country, so that's an elite get uh, for Florida. Um like you said, I don't even know if I had a pencil in Dan. I think I think that was Penn, maybe Sharpie. I had Trail Webb um, in the class for a while now, but I think it's a great get. That was not um, a lock. I know, nah, like we want, we, we want to think. Nah, bro, that was not a lock. Um, 
I like sorry, the, the cousin, spin, not nephew of D Web. Sorry, I, I just don't think it was a lock, man. Because we like to call things lock, and then when we lose the kids. Like, oh, Florida lost a legacy. How could Billy do that? No, they yeah. fought for that kid. They had to win that recruiting, man. On um, Texas A and M and Saturday, and them guys were recruiting them. They had to win this, man. It wasn't a penciled in um, situation. Hey, so I, so I, I, I don't want to make light of it, bro. I would have been, I would have been leading that, uh, that, that outrage then, because I hadn't. Like right now, Aiden Mizell is not no just penciled in guy, even though his parents <laughs> both ran track at University of Florida. Like when we get him, everybody's gonna be like, Well, he's a legacy. Nah, bro, like we fighting against some real programs that want that kid, and they gotta win that. Yeah. Uh Trey on Webb, uh Nick on on threes ranked as the uh, number six running back, like you said. The two four seven composite has him ranked as the number five running back overall, uh ranked 162 on their composite. Um you know, I know a lot of guys have have folks higher, Cedric Baxter, Richard Young, some other names. Uh, the kid is no slight. He's a very, very talented running back. Um, you know, Florida fought hard. Uh, they went head-to-head uh, against Jawan Sider for this one. Jawan Sider is obviously known as one of the best recruiters in the country. So uh, great get for uh, for jo- uh, Jabbar Jaluk. Uh, great get for Billy Napier uh, and their staff. And, you know, certainly uh, going to be a guy that, that helps piece together a, a, a nice uh, running back room, hopefully, for the Florida Gators. And then finally, on Saturday, uh, the Gators grab uh, wide receiver Eugene Wilson out of Gaither High School here in Tampa. Um, you know, listed as an athlete on some of the uh, the different websites, uh, is going to come to the University of Florida as a as a slot wide receiver, five uh, eleven, one hundred sixty five pounds. I know he's a bit heavier than that now. Um, I know on three has him ranked as in the in the top fifty uh, overall, forty eight uh, overall. Com- yeah, the composite rankings have him somewhere in the the mid one forties, but I know that on three uh, is very high on him. Um, so, uh, Nick, give me your thoughts on on Eugene Wilson. Um, I love I love this this get for Florida. Um, not to talk down on the guys that they have because they've had good receivers, but they have a lot of long stride possession receivers. They've had trouble getting open. Um, that's not an issue for Eugene Wilson. He is a pure slot receiver. Um, silk, silky smooth. He's got some shake to him at the line of scrimmage. Gets open. Um, I think he's like a true, like true four four guy. Um, great route runner. Uh, and, and this is what Florida needed. Like, like yeah. I, 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 I got a ton. Of return some kicks and punts, man. Yes, yeah, yeah. It does that. It does that in high school as well. Um, I got a lot of crap when I said this is the worst wide receiver group that I'd ever seen. When I said that in the spring, and then. Uh, Billy cut a dude and got a kid from Juco and got a kid in the portal. Um, obviously, Eugene Wilson doesn't help, but this is a kid, the kind of kid that Florida would love to have um, on the roster this year. I think kind of what Rick Persall, uh will, that kind of the role that he'll fill this year for the offense. Yeah, his he, dad – his dad, a former NFL quarterback – or cornerback, pardon me, uh, won a pair of Super Bowls, played at uh, at Illinois. Um, 11.36, 100-meter, uh, 22.85, 200. Uh, as a sophomore, has obviously gotten faster. Uh, a guy that I think is going to be a, a great slot receiver uh, for the Gators and somebody that they've missed for for quite some time now. A football player, man. Like, all everything is all fun and games, man. But sometimes some guys you just turn on – like, Percy Harvin was just a football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guys just get the ball in the hand. They can make shit happen. So this type of kid that we got, man, very good get, man. Good win by the staff uh, to pull it out of their back pocket when they needed one. Um, keep Absolutely. the momentum rolling. 
Uh, we need Aiden Menzel, bro, and we need Andy Jean. Mm-hmm. I, I need, I need, I need all that speed, all that in my in my wide receiver room, man. Shout out to Kerry Colbert doing what he got to do, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I do want to give. Uh, you know, uh, we call it in hockey, we call them stick taps, right? To uh, to Kerry Colbert. I know that there was a lot of question marks stick about stick taps. Yeah, elaborate, yeah. Elaborate for me and mine's. And take your stick awesome. and you tap it on the ice as like a congratulations or clapping, right? Because oh, you're wearing okay, like okay, gloves okay. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so, so stick clap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So I know Kerry Colbert, there were some question marks, whether they were founded or not, there was definitely some question marks about Kerry Colbert and recruiting uh, has come around, has recruited some great players and, and has Florida in the final and in top of a couple of big names. Uh, Silky just named a few uh, of Andy Jean uh, and Aiden Mizell. You'll both be great gets for the Florida Gators. Definitely uh, guys that would round out a very solid group of, of course, specialty offensive uh, players that Florida desperately needs and some athleticism in, in that room where, they seem to be lacking a little bit. No doubt. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium. And Gail, they just dropped the new Oklahoma line. So maybe you're like Harrison uh, Tenzer, <laughs> a fan of Oklahoma as well. Uh, you can use the promo code Stadium and Gail uh, and get 15% off of your order. 17 different UF vintage items on there. Visit Homefield Apparel. Dot com use promo code stadium and gale all one word boys it isn't all peachy keen in the world of recruiting the gators do uh lose uh, lucas simmons today offensive lineman uh out of i believe clearwater here originally from sweden um to fsu they had a, uh, also lost kearney uh, a couple weeks ago to uh florida state as an offensive lineman they lose uh, francis magua who goes to the University of Miami. Uh, but ultimately, it does not seem that the University of Florida offensive line recruiting is is going super well right now. Any thoughts or question marks there? Big question marks, man, mm-hmm. with, with three periods following it. I, I don't know what to do right now. Uh, but you can't be – it was one thing, like, to lose uh, recruits, right? It's another thing to lose to Florida State. I understand Atkins is a really good recruiter. And he, they have long relationships with these kids, so – I get all that, but it's Florida State, and we, we just got to find a way. We got two offensive linemen, coaches, so two two offensive line coaches um, versus one guy. Um, we should have the advantage there. We should be able to relationship this, catch up, and do something, but we got to find a way to get guys in the trenches. We can't be selling. We just dealt, dealt with this with the last, like, two or three regimes as far as uh, getting subpar or, own, like, no slight of these kids, but they're not five-star. It's a lot of guys that we got to develop. They're lower-ranked kids. Um and it starts in the trenches, man. Defensive line is doing all right. They doing what they got to do, but we can't run, run, and, and, and chase down Bama as a program um, with an offensive lineman losing battles with Florida State. Here's a a little not fun fact, but it is a fact. Uh, if you look at the on three list of offers, now this isn't certainly the most comprehensive list and, you know, they're taking folks at their word and you have to follow up, but there are 26 offensive tackles that UF has offered outside of Bryce Levitt, who is committed. Florida is not a favorite to land any of them. And it looks like more than half of them have already committed to other programs. If you look at interior offensive linemen outside of Nijay Harris, the Gators are not trending for any of them. Um, not, not great. They might have um, to take Harris back if he won't back in. Like I know some fans out there saying that. Oh, uh, Kinsley. Yeah, Kinsley. They might yeah. have to take him back if he won't back in. Yeah. Um, On the lowest of keys. 
I don't feel good. I don't feel good um, about Peyton Kirkland. Uh, I don't know where we at, but I don't feel like it's us. I feel like Oklahoma, maybe Miami, but I don't feel like it's us there. But mm-hmm. who knows? I could be wrong. But just my feel. Uh, so I don't know what, what, where they're going to go at, but they got to figure something out. So I think Kinsler is still on the market for them. Out as, as as much as some fans may want to just be like, oh, screw that kid. But they got to fill these spots and bring in some talent. Yeah, certainly doesn't look great. I know that Florida has uh, some Personally, like Kinsler over uh, Peyton Kirkland as well, but we need both. Yeah, you want to probably have, what, 16 or 17 offensive linemen on your team. So you need probably four or five, maybe six per year because you are going to process, you are going to lose some uh, to transfer. So uh, right now Florida sits with uh, just two offensive line commits, one tackle and one guard. Uh, Certainly like Nijay Harris – uh, but um, definitely a lot of work to be done. And yeah, right now it just doesn't look super pretty. And then linebackers is probably just as bad. Those mm-hmm. are two trouble areas and main areas of concern right now. Uh, quarterback position has been answered. Kerry Colbert showing that he know what he's doing on the trail a little bit here. So it's linebacker mm-hmm. offensive line. That's the scare me. And of course, tight end as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we, we pretty much shut down tight end recruiting for the whole cycle, but that ain't a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Gators have offered, according to on three, 23 linebackers. And if you look at their prediction index or prediction score uh, evaluation that they have, uh, Florida's not transfer or uh, Florida's not trending. Pardon me for any of them. They did lose target Raylan Wilson, uh, who had been committed to Michigan from Lincoln uh, High School there in Tallahassee. He just committed to Georgia. I know that Florida had also offered. Uh, Andrew Harris and his brother, Michael Harris, uh, both of them committed to UCF last week. Um, but right now, if you look at the, uh, the list, Florida is not even in the top two for any linebacker uh, prospects that are out there right now, if you consider the, the recruiting prediction index. Yeah, still games to be played, still signing day to get to, and we'll see how these coaches can also, you know, um, how the staff works out as far as field-wise. Um and then we can critique it towards the end of the year when, right. when all the results are in. When the football games are played mm-hmm. and we can see the X's and O's and how mm-hmm. the staff, the two offensive linemen and no OC, how all of that, we, we can save our opinions for that. But um, right now we're just getting rec- recruiting results. Um, how much How much do you think the season, um, and not even necessarily wins and losses, but just there's so much of an unknown of, okay, well, what is Billy Napier's offense going to look like at Florida? What are the – you know, Patrick Tony, first time really calling a defense, especially at this level. Mm-hmm. What, how much of what the product looks like? Because even if, even if Florida goes seven and five, you can sell, hey, you see the vision. We just need help. We need you right. to come and help us. You can sell that, especially after one year. How much does the season and, and, and how, and what the Gators look like on the field, how much is that going to affect recruiting? I think, I think season just give us more time, especially we lost kids to UCF in Florida State, right? So that gives us time to keep building relationships with those same kids because we didn't lose them to, like, uh, the, the, the people that's been busting our heads, like Georgia. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. We As long as we keep our relationships going, I think we can still double back on kids that went to UCF and Florida State because those teams are not going to have the – at the end of the day, kid got to decide he want to go to UCF or Florida. The, the bigger brand, I think, will win mm-hmm. in that situation. That's what history has taught us. Uh, Florida State is going to piss their pants, man. Um, I'm not worrying about any kid that's going there, but that don't mean that kid's going to flip to us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we can lose in, in on the second go around as well. 
Um, but we'll still have an opportunity to still uh, recruit these kids, build relationships because they went to programs like UCF and, and, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Georgia, I'm sorry. Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah, no, I'm, I am a little concerned, Nick. I think that you make a point. I still think that there are games to be played. I think a lot of things may, may could and will change in recruiting. I think that there's probably some things in NIL that will change too, right? I mean, we're – we're still six months away from signing day or five months away from, right. from that first early signing day. But I do have just a, a couple of question marks. They're not big question marks just yet, but they're, they're small and they seem to be growing. Rob sale is not new to, to football. He's not a new name in offensive line and, and Jay Bateman, you know, same as a linebacker coach, former defensive coordinator as well. They both have a lot to rest on, right? That they're both not unknown names. They're not, uh, Darnell Stapleton, right? Darnell is a you know, former NFL player getting started in coaching, ranking himself up. I can I can see some question marks uh, about you know him if he was your only you know offensive line coach. But you pull a guy from the NFL and you're having questions, or you, you're having uh, you're losing out in recruiting battles when you you have a, a big name in the industry and a, and a good reputation. That's big that's name. my concern. I think it's big names to us, the fans, but not to the recruits, right? Um, those, those like relationships that they have with these coaches already are, are bigger than, oh, he came from the Giants. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So in our mind, we look at that, okay, he grabbed coaches from the NFL, mm-hmm. and that's what you can sell that to the kid. But an actual relationship, I think that's more of an advantage in college football sure. um, to have been recruiting this kid since he was in ninth grade and you just came from the NFL – it's just like, bro, I've known this kid for three years. You know, that's a, that's a different slap than a few months, mm-hmm. um, and you just came from the NFL. Yeah. Anything's possible, but relationship, if I'm the kid, just from like a personable standpoint, that, that would probably mean more to me um, than him coming from the NFL. Yeah. And again, we are still months away, you know, recruiting. The trajectory of recruiting is certainly a lot better over the last, you know, two weeks than it certainly was before. And I, I think a lot of the uh, the message board commentary has uh, certainly calmed down a little bit. Nick's job on on threes uh, message board's probably been a little bit easier uh, recently as well. Um, gentlemen, we've got a couple more things that we want to talk about, but before we do that, everybody go visit alumnihall.com. Just checking their website now. A couple of really cool items that they just put up there. They just put on an old vintage Al Horford jersey, an old vintage Joakim Noah jersey. Uh, they have some stuff for baseball. They have things for uh, for Peter Millar if you're a golfer. Uh, a lot of really great stuff. Some quarter zips, some um, basketball, and uh, you know general life uh, apparel uh, for the guys and, and women um, as well. You they have a two for thirty eight uh, t shirt. Uh, option as well. We're going to get two shirts for $38. Great selection. Uh, and we're just a couple days and a couple weeks away from uh, the new Nike and new Jordan apparel uh, for the new season. So go check out alumnihall.com and go buy your Florida Gators wear for the fall. Um, all right, gentlemen, we talked a little bit about it. We got tagged in a very uh, random tweet today uh, that, that spawned another question uh, that I have for you. Uh, the tweet that we got tagged in was pick a trio uh, trio. A was Tim Tebow, Christian McCaffrey and Percy Harvin and trio B was Baker Mayfield, Derek Henry and DD Westbrook. If you look at the results uh, of people voting in the poll, 94% of people chose a, uh, but that spawned a question that I have for you all. If we were to pick three players, one quarterback, one running back and one wide receiver, from the Florida Gators past or present 
what would you pick? So we're going to do a snake draft. We did this a couple of years ago with a draft, uh, but we're going to do a quick snake of uh, who we would pick. Um, I've got a wheel pulled up here. Let's see. Let's get this pulled up. All right. So we're going to click to spin first. First is, looks like Nick. So Nick, you will go third or first and then sixth. Shit. What is this? Is it All, right. This? All right. Then, give Betty for the winner. And then Silk. Dan. Oh, this thing's racist. Oh, no, it's not. 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 Silk, you get to go second, and then I will go third. Nick? Tim Tebow, put it on the board. Right, give me Percy. I will go with uh, with Emmett Smith. Nice. And then I'll go with, uh, I guess I got to go with Danny Werfel. Nice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, uh, the pick is in. The pick is in. You gave the commissioner your card. Oh, man. I'm at running back, right? And you're at whatever you want. Doesn't have to be in order. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go running back. Give me, give me uh, Fred. I got Fred. Mm, okay. Um, I go back to back. Can I go Kyle Pitts? Can, we, can I count him as a receiver? If, if Sure. Nick. We're gonna go Kyle Pitts and then um, pretty very simple rules, but Nick has to bend them. And you know? then my favorite <laughs> running back growing up, I'm gonna go with uh, with C4. So I'm in with Tebow, Seattle Facing, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, the average person will probably right here go like Steve Spurs or something weird, weird. But give me give me sexy Rexy, baby. That's that's who I was gonna go with. Give me um, sexy Rexy, baby. We're going clubbing after this win. <laughs> hey. Yeah, baby. Um, and then I. Th- think I'll go hmm let me go read L Anthony an interesting little battle there I like your team Nick I like your team, team silk yeah yeah sorry yeah. who'd you pick again Fred Percy oh and then Rex all right I think I came in third. I don't love. Yeah, the way you that sure I, did. Dan. I don't love you the sure way. Did, don't love. Don't love the way. Don't love the way that I turned out there. Oh man. Oh, man. Oh, don't, man. Love the, don't love the way I turned out. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of names that I could have gone with. Um, oh, hmm. Dan was seconds away from saying Felipe Franks. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! I was waiting on the Applebee. I was like, "What is he waiting on?" What is he doing? <laughs> Gee, that's that's a that's a tough look for me. You know, that's a tough look for me. Oh, you said um, Dunbar receiver. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Give him a mulligan. Give him a mulligan. Yeah. Go, do it again. Let's do it again, man. Go, Dan, go again. Dan's Sky, Skyler, Skyler Morningweg, uh, yeah. Kamori Gamble. <laughs> And then I know I know I'm lost at that point, so I just put Gerald Willis on the team just to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) A high character group, right? Oh man, Um, I like I like my uh, my synergy with uh, with Werfel and uh, and Riedel. Yeah, yeah, you got a little little same time period chemistry there. I like it. Jeez Louise, that's that's a rough one for old Dan the man. All right, boys. 
I got a, hey. I got a, I got a gangster huddle right there, bro. Rexy, Fred, and Percy, man. Mm-hmm. We go anywhere. That's, that's good, solid. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I mean, it's my idea. And I mean, talk about just man. Yeah. You geez, choked it. You thank you, God. You, thank you, God that Will that Will wasn't racist, man. Yeah. You, you, that third pick is rough. Through the game. <laughs> It shouldn't be rough. You get back-to-back picks. You get the third and the fourth I mean, pick. Once you take Tebow and Percy, it gets a little tricky though, because mm-hmm. you almost gotta like, like you gotta be solid on this next pick. Yeah, and he fumbled. I, I he got, got I got an old, I got an old school game of football here. You know, the old ra- mm-hmm. you know, ground and pound. You know, old statue quarterback. You got a good team. It's just not sexy. It's just not. It's 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 just a distant third. You know, still gonna put up <laughs> numbers, but still a distant third when you think about it. Oh man. Um, Silk, so, uh, you you had brought this up before uh, the show started today. Uh, there's some um, discussion about uh, Anthony Richardson, whose nickname is AR15, um, to potentially want to change that nickname or no longer use that nickname. Um, you know, in light of of obviously the the unfortunate mass casualties that we've had. Um, but but Silk, what are your thoughts, or, or Nick, do you guys have any thoughts on the on the matter? I think we all saw this eventually coming, right? Um, I mean, well, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, Kamori Gamble had switched from 88 to 15, and then NAL becomes a thing, and AR went to him and was like, hey, man, I've got, like, some branding stuff. Um, so this was planned. Like, the AR-15, um, like, the rifle scope, you know, I think that works with a quarterback, you know, if you're talking about, like, accuracy, things like that. I, I get it. Um, with everything that's going on with – with mass shootings in our country, I also get being like, Hey, let's maybe not associate with something that is close to that. If we're trying to get, uh, brands to invest in me. Right. Here's my take. You know my take? Mm. If AR, if the AR 15 thing is going to put them in one best player, we won, man. Billy want to win me over, uh, convince AR to wear one, man. I think that's the play. That's just my take. That's all I got, you know. Um, but I, 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 we we all kind of saw. I think we all talked about this behind the scenes that like uh, would he possibly go away from that that gun reference? Um, and we're starting to see a little bit of that. And it's just with the times, it's just it's hard to brand that type of stuff, man. We'll, just what the times are, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, Florida did that weird thing where they took all the numbers off the roster again. But I don't think Brenton Cox has number one. Who wore number one last year on offense? Uh, uh, did any did anybody? I know Kadarius Tony had it the year before. They have it, uh, Copeland. Right? Oh, Jacob oh, yeah, Copeland. Cop- yeah, Cop- that's easy to forget. Yeah, <laughs> that is easy to forget. Oh, boy, watch. I just watch knew we gave it away. Um, no, we're all blocked. It don't matter. I'm not blocked. <laughs> what am I going to do? Have Maryland Twitter and their three followers after Woo! me? You watch out for them terps. Um, yeah, maybe. Who's number two? Give me number two. Give me a little baby Cam Newton vibes. Nah, man. I want to name the best player in one. If not, stay at 15. He might want to just stay at his name. I'm not like no pressure. I mean, 15 is a lot of pressure, too. Ah, that's my quarterback on my team. Already. That was just my take. What else we got, Dan? I think uh, that's about it. We do have an article from. Dennis Dobbs that said the SEC is stopping at 16. There was some discussion probably late last week over the weekend. Um, it probably will never end uh, that the SEC might be looking into adding a couple programs. I know UNC, uh, Virginia, 
uh, Florida State were names that were brought up in that list. That it was funny to watch Miami meltdown, uh, not know, not knowing that they were <laughs> were going to be involved. Uh, but um, thoughts on on sixteen? Uh, obviously, Florida or the SEC is going to add Oklahoma and Texas here shortly. We talked about it a little bit last week that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Uh, but any uh, thoughts on on sticking at sixteen? Um. I uh, so Scott Strickland already has said um, on a couple of occasions that when asked about the the future of college football uh, and the Power Five, he sees the big the Big Ten um, and the SEC as more of a Big Two um, as being in better position to kind of separate themselves from the other ones. Like, like what is the Pac twelve going? I mean, the big the Big Twelve just added. Memphis and UCF to replace Texas and Oklahoma. Like that's, that's those, that's not equal. Um, So when, when Scott told us that uh, over a month ago, almost like almost two months ago now, I was like, well, well, one, damn two, damn. That's a Mm -hmm. wild stance for a sitting athletic director um, to come out and say that. And then, I shot him a text message after the, the, the news about UCLA and USC happening. I was like, Hey, it's almost like you knew something. Uh, he just sent back an emoji. Um, I don't think the ACC is going to matter. I don't think the big 12 is going to matter. I don't think the PAC 12 is going to matter. Like maybe they all join together. I don't think the big 10 and the SEC will stop. I think they've just stopped for now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I and I agree with with Scott Strickland saying like those those two conferences are certainly now as we sit right. here today poised to outrun and outclass the other three that make up the Power Five. Yeah, and if you look at it, uh, Dobbs article um, or Dennis Dodd's article, pardon me, um, Stadium and Gill alum Dennis Dodd, um, he mentioned say what friend of the show, friend, friend of the program. Of the um, he mentioned that this was at the behest of university presidents. Um, you know, so, so part of me wonders, you know, obviously as you grow, some of these TV deals are already locked in, you know, there's fixed dollars that will come in, you know, per program, all of a sudden you start to add three, four, that number, instead of being divided by 16 is now divided by 20 or maybe more, um, you know, certainly a lot of universities, um, especially ones that maybe don't make a ton of money on, on football, um, may be mm. very reliant on that money. Right. Um, and, and not wanting that to uh, dissipate or or maybe just acclimation or maybe a little bit more thought and, and reasoning or maybe try to see where some of the other dominoes fall and, and who starts to eat up who uh, and where we go from there. But certainly something that was going to be is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Scott Strickland did mention on our show uh, that he did think that we are on track for a Big Ten SEC uh, two headed monster. So that certainly seems to be uh, the case. Uh, with all of that being said, uh, Silk, take us out for a Manscaped ad read. I've got the song of the week, and then we'll take. Wait, wait, us I out. Had, um, oh, we had um, uh, right before the show. Um, I wrote a story. We had some early betting oh, lines. Yes. Um, some, some, some surprising. Um, and we can just run through them real, real quick. And um, yeah, let me pull that up, Nick. Unless you have it. I have it. I have it pulled up. I can I'll let me throw it in the chat for you, so we can both have it up. All right. I'll actually put it up on the screen here, so uh, the lovely folks that are watching on YouTube. So again, if you are interested, we are going to do this every week. We are going to put this on 
Um, hey, shout out Gators Live online. on YouTube. So if you look at Gators Online, Nick went on to, was this FanDuel? Okay, so FanDuel. FanDuel. Uh, we got uh, six games that were announced. All right. So UF and Utah. Um, Utah, one and a half point favorites over under 53, uh, defending PAC 12 champions coming to Gainesville, uh, Utah, one and a half point favorites seems about right to me. Nick, your thoughts. Um, generally you get Vegas gives the home team three points. That's just like the home field advantage. So if you look at this, you're thinking, okay, well, they've got Utah as a four and a half point favorite in their minds. Florida gets three for being at home. Uh, it's still under a touchdown. I think Utah beats Florida. I think Utah should be favored. Um, if I'm betting that, I'm probably laying the one and a half with Utah. Yeah, yeah I think right now everything that I know, I'm laying one and a half Utah uh, myself. Uh, Kentucky at Florida, this one surprised me a little bit. Um, not that I don't Soak think. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here, bro. What do you, what do no. you think? So Utah, uh, one and a half. I like it. I'm not mad at it. We'll see, man. Uh, it's a lot of unknowns with Florida, right. man. Yeah. Uh, this is to be straight up. We Like what this offense is going to look like. Um, defense is going to look like uh, in the trenches. That's a very veteran uh, bunch that's coming out from Utah. Um, so I'm not I'm not mad at that line. It's from the unknowns. But um, we're going to fatten their lips when they get up out here, though. No. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. But that's a nice little line they got there. But I mean, we're going to take care of business. Over under fifty three. What do you think? I, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna. Say this was the only under. one that had an over under listed. Yeah, um, and that's you talk. You talk first game. You talking score, score. Like they they, score. you talking score. I, yeah. I think I I would go out I there think over over mm-hmm. fifty three. Ah, I mean that's like a thirty thirty. Yeah, that's probably a good line. Listen, yeah, there's a reason they build. They keep building palaces out in Vegas. Oh yeah, for sure. Not a bad line though. For for from my perspective, one and a half with a team like that. Can what do they rank eight? Uh, lying or it hasn't come out yet. They will probably be ranked somewhere top ten in team. The, the seven to, to twelve range. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not. We're not. Uh, we'll see what we're ranked. But I, I like. I like that line. Um, and I like us to win that game, bro. I gotta watch a little bit more film and stuff. But uh, they gotta come out here to this humidity. Humidity, what they call the swamp and whatnot. But what we got for the Kentucky game next? Kentucky Gators minus four. Right on. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think that Kentucky is going to be as good this year as they were last year. I like the Gators to win um, and win by by more than four. I just, I'll, I'll know more later. People are really yeah, high I, on, on Will Levis. People are really, really high on Will Levis yeah. this offseason. Yeah, I got to see more. They're high on him, but I don't know about the pieces around him. Um. um yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, Florida. It's been uh, a, a rough go. Um. Silk Sky, Dan Mullen, uh, not only lost, not only lost. Uh, uh, right, trying to rob me up, man. Trying to rob me up. How's my guy? Silk's main man, Daniel K. Mullen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is it K for Knowles? I don't know what. It, well, I, don't know, I just made it up on the spot. Uh, it's it's for UK, uh, a team he lost to twice in four years. It was egregious. Something Ron Zook it, never it, it would have been three if Trask can't go goat mode. Mm-hmm. That's right. We went on a three-game losing streak to, bro, that's to wild. Bluegrass that's State. Bro. Wild. Dan Mullen's getting paid so much money right now. 
And he's, bro, I think he's in, where is he at now? Bro, he's, he's in the Maldives. I want to talk, let's talk about that. I don't want to talk about him. Bro, bro. he's, <laughs> he's uh, Martha's Vineyard, somewhere like that. All yeah, right. Living um, the dream. LSU at Florida, Florida minus three. I'll put this neutral field. Um, that's an even line. Um, what are your thoughts, Brian Kelly versus uh, Billy Napier? I'm not a Brian Kelly believer. Um, I don't think he's going to do well there. He is recruiting well right now. Um, it, uh, like, it's been weird, bro. <laughs> like the LSU, Man, like Billy gonna no take way. You I lose. feel good. I feel good about this game because Billy gonna take this game personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I feel good about this game. I he's never would we'll never sleep on LSU. He's got fam overlay back there. Ain't nobody throwing no shoes in no LSU games no more. I can't guarantee you that. No, I mean, because I mean, uh, there were some people that that you know was suggesting that LSU should have hired Billy, uh, and I'm pretty sure he wanted that job, you know. Um, so I don't think he's gonna go into that game sleeping at all. So yeah, no. Ross Dellinger on our show um, said that uh, he'd be interested in that job um, right. back then. So uh, Florida versus Georgia in Jacksonville, uh, Georgia minus fifteen. They tried the hell out of us, didn't they? Bro, I, I didn't. I, hey, there was no, there was no. That's a lot. I think, I, I think right now I'm take if that if that bet's available, I'm taking Florida plus fifteen. That I don't think available. that Florida's necessarily going to win, and I don't necessarily know if Georgia's not going to beat Florida by more than fifteen. But I do know that right now, knowing what I know, that's an egregious that's line. A, that's an insane line right there. I didn't even, but I didn't but even they building palaces in Vegas. We'll see. We we'll just got games to play, man. This is preseason lines, bro. Um, but I like it. What we got next? Uh, Texas A&M or Florida at Texas A&M. Texas A&M minus seven. And that's the week after Georgia. Like you're turning around. Yeah. The week after Georgia flying to College Station for the third time. Like Auburn hasn't been to College Station or uh, not Auburn. Um, yeah, Georgia hasn't been, been to College Station yet. This is going to be Florida's third trip in a decade. Right, right, right. That's wild. Uh, minus seven. I don't know. I don't think that uh, Texas A and M is is ever really that good. They get a couple big wins, um, but they're probably we need, on track we need for to another do eighty four season. A, we need to do a stadium and Gale roll up to College Station. I'll be there. Well, I will be honest with you. I've been to College Station. I don't know if I've ever, I, I've ever heard the place best in my life. I, I've heard the best about that that uh, visit, man. For most people, I, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting the real game day experience. My only time there was 2020 um and the stadium was far from full and then finally probably the most egregious of them all florida at florida now, state yeah. florida state minus two hey man joe jacob said we need to do the super chat so they could donate how do we do the super chat i don't know i just asked yeah, tj yeah. we asked harlan so yeah, yeah them boys got us we got, we got you jacob if you got money we got the budget no dan so I'm not sure it gets to who it needs to get to. Absolutely. Um, Florida State uh, minus two over Florida. I don't that, see it. that one to me is uh, um, that's disrespectful. Yeah, they drunk, bro. Money Mike's like Florida eight State and thirteen. That's yeah. a terrible football team they got over there in Panhandle, man. Hey, they they, they they're good on TikTok, bro. They got them dances down pat. That thing looked pathetic on the offensive line. Um, we should manhandle some things. We just got to stay healthy. And, like, mm-hmm. a lot of football got to get played. But I'm not – like, them lines is preseason. Who knows what. Give me a couple games and revisit that. We'll keep a, a track of it. But I'm not concerned about no lines, man. Um, and one more update. That's for gambling um, boys. That's for the gambling boys, man. That ain't for me. 
One more update. Silk, you're running away with the uh, early voting. Dan, distant third. Dan, I knew it. I mean, they're distant just third. I mean, oh, I got, just, got it out there from the uh, from the Twitter account. Yeah. Let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. Yo. Um, share screen. Chrome tab. Oh, watch out. Dan, 13.2. A lowly 13.02. Nick, 29.6. Silk, 57.2. Uh, with uh, 243 votes. As long as Spurrier's coaching B is correct, Riedel picked over Ike. Yeah, I've realized my mistake late. Um, Percy puts whatever group is over the top. And then Lisa, I uh, appreciate you voting for me, Lisa, because she said all three. So ipso facto, she voted that, for me. Is that your one vote? Yeah, probably. Well, I Nick, feel sorry for you. I can see it. Um, you can see it. Uh, we will keep track of that. Uh, so let's do a Manscaped ad read. I'll get the song of the week. And uh, we appreciate everybody for watching on the live stream. We will do it every week. Follow us on YouTube. And we bringing them buttons uh, for the donations and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Super uh, chat. Be sure to visit manscaped.com. Get all your man grooming essentials. Uh, ball deodorant, lawnmower 4.0, uh, body wash. Nostril, you got the weed whacker to get the, the nose hair and the ear hair, man. If you got that, you got that type of problem, man. We can take care of it. Not we, but Manscaped can. You can uh, take care of yourself, man. Um, hygiene is top notch stuff, bro. You should you should be smelling good. You should be unshaved. You can't be Harry Larry out here with the uh, man hoochie shorts on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, coupon code SG20 at checkout for twenty percent. No, I'm sorry, twenty SG at checkout for twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped, best of the best when it comes to man grooming. What are you listening to, Dan? Um, I'm gonna do uh, one of my one of my favorite groups. Uh, I'm actually going to see them Sunday. Um, me and Brooke and our buddy Paul and his wife Erin are heading up to St. Augustine to see our friends uh, Whiskey Myers at the St. Nice. Augustine uh, Amphitheater up there. Uh, but opening for them is uh, an incredible band called Shane Smith. Um, so let's play their new song. It's called Hummingbird. Um, but Shane Smith and the Saints Hummingbird. Uh, happy 7-Eleven Day. If you, uh, I know Silk, you're probably not interested, but Nick, you might be. Free Slurpees over at 7-Eleven. Good. So you don't, <laughs> you don't you don't strike me as a slurpy guy, you know. I'm not. No, who was a slurpy guy? But I I I, I indulge from time to time. I got kids. Uh, I, I mean, you get a little munchies. Slurpy sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Milkshake was more my bag. Now I gotta get like the, you know the vegan milkshakes and do them myself. But milkshakes more fun my memories. bag. Slushies. I used to do a lot of uh, get a slurpy after my hockey games when I was growing up. So that was always a fun memory, whether it was my mom or dad. Uh, yeah, take yeah. me after a game. So a lot of fond uh, 7-Eleven Slurpee memories. Yeah. But uh, all right, boys, same corner, same time next week. Great episode next week. Todd Golden. Are we hanging out a little bit? Hanging out. We'll see you guys on uh, on Wednesday for that. And then we'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks so much. Todd, Todd, Todd.